When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to 90 Day Fiancé WTF Podcast, a weekly hangout to talk about what the fuck we all just watch on TLC's 90 Day Fiancé. I am Nadia, and with me is my co-host, Lon. Hey Nadia, how's it going everybody? Hey Lon. What's up? You are eating a penis. <laughs> that was uh, Corey, or not Corey, but um, Evelyn's sister, right? Yeah. Man. <laughs> are we starting with Corey? Yeah. <laughs> Poor guy. I don't know. I don't even know if this is worth it anymore, but they're already married, so whatever. Yeah, it's like whatever, right? Why are we still talking about this? They're but, already married, yeah. Yeah. But, okay, so here's my question. What do you think of that scene? Is it fair that he's being treated that way? I, I know the interwebs are not happy with how Corey's being bullied into eating, was it, Tronquito? Which is bull's penis soup. Right. But what do you think? Does he deserve it? Because now that we've got this information that he and Evelyn are married, and yet he sort of hooked up with this Jenny chick, does he deserve that treatment? I don't think it's my place to say what he deserves, but I will say he brought it on himself. Mm. You know, and it makes it worse that we found out he was a married man. Mm. Like, one, we discovered that they married in, in secret, right? Yep. But then when you do the timeline, that means when he slept with the girl in Peru, he was a married man already. And I don't think the sisters don't know about that part yet. I mean, they know that he was whatever, that he kissed her or whatever, but he allegedly slept with Jenny. Allegedly. Alleged. But isn't that the big reveal, though, that he's going to reveal that he admitted that there was a relationship or a fling, but he didn't uh, reveal to what extent. Or to how far it went. And I think that's going to be the big reveal is that he. Oh, that's right. To Evelyn's ex. Right. Right. So they don't even know that much. But I think he brought it on himself. You know, one, they don't like him already. He married their sister in secret. They weren't a part of it. But even with just the knowledge that they do know that he is married and that he had a fling with some girl in Peru, I can't blame them for not liking him. If I were in his shoes, you know, I'd be apologetic, but I would also be like, oh, this is really good to kind of throw it back at him to let them know that, you know what, I'm not going to fall for your games. Your games don't affect me at all. Mm. And I think if anything, he showed too much emotion. Do you guys not like that's obvious, dude, you know that. So for him to be like, you guys have a problem with me? Yeah, you already know they had a problem with you. Are these rhetorical questions? What's why are you even asking? They already said that they were unhappy that you guys were getting married. You've got 
you know, bull's testicles in your mouth. (laughs) I mean, you're going to ask that question. So I do think he brought it on himself. And I think they have a reason to, if I had a sister or even if my, well, I don't know, I, I tend to be pretty nice. But if something like that happened to my brothers, or if I had a sister and, and their fiance, husband, whatever, cheated on him and stuff, and then they're telling me that they're married, I'd feel some kind of way too. So I, I think they're justified in how they feel. I don't know mm-hmm. if being passive aggressive is the right way to go about it, but I think they have reason to not like him. They have reason to be angry. And I think he brought it on himself. I actually Googled Tronquito just to learn more about what is it that he ate. It seems, well, according to Jamie Oliver, not that Jamie Oliver is like the expert of all local food, but according to a website, of his, it says that this particular soup is said to be an aphrodisiac. So I don't know how this is viewed as insulting. Backfire, yeah. They, yeah. So I, I mean, I can oh, see both ways, right? Yeah. I can because the way the sisters call it is like it's supposed to be aphrodisiac, but men think that when they eat it, they they become a man, but it's subjective. So I'm confused. Like, is it a compliment or is it? Like, is this a prank or is this really like to get back at him? Because it's almost like a delicacy that maybe not many people would try, but it's, it's considered an aphrodisiac. Yeah, it can be both. It can be an aphrodisiac, but it can also be because, you know, Westerners are always portrayed as going to foreign countries and being grossed out by foods, right? By cultural foods or foreign foods. Yeah. So it can be both an aphrodisiac and ha ha, you got bulls testicles in your mouth. How do you feel about that? Right. <laughs> Dude, I really think Corey played along because, come on, he's been in Ecuador for years. Don't tell me he has never come across Tronquito. That he hasn't heard of it. Yeah, Yeah. I'm pretty sure he knew what he was up against because he said it out loud that there's no crap in the soup. So he probably knew that it was not crap soup. Right. And and when he heard Tronquito, because this is the thing, folks, Corey speaks Spanish and he has lived in ecuador for years now so i like to think that he knew what he was was being ordered for him he just pretended to not know and this was i guess a poor setup to me at least because i like to think that he probably knew what that was and he just pretended to just continue acting along yeah people i don't like are ordering something for me oh there's totally nothing wrong with this picture right exactly (laughs) I do want to point out that, you know, when I scour the web, a lot of people are starting to make comparison of Evelyn's sisters to Jen and Becky, Elizabeth's sister, you know, Elizabeth and Andre. Uh, I don't know about that. I mean, I don't think they're that evil (laughs) Um, because (laughs) I've seen a lot of comparisons. Evelyn's sisters are like the evil stepsisters of Cinderella, you know, that kind of stuff. But I like to think that they're just being protective of their sister. They're just looking out for her. And if anything, they're more principled. Because I'm not sure if you caught the scene where they were talking in the bridal shop and the sisters were questioning why Evelyn decided to proceed with the marriage when she had fuzzy feelings about Corey. Right. They were like, why don't you just let him leave? Why do you have to get married? Because his visa was expiring. Like, that's not a good reason to get married. 
So right. I can see that the sisters were being protective and they got to do what they got to do, right? So I guess they ordered a penis soup for cheaters. Right. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. The sisters, they're acting out of genuine concern for Evelyn. They have a reason not to like Corey, a really valid reason, a good one. And um, for Libby, it just seems like uh, her sisters just don't like Andre. True. It comes off that way. Yeah. I was thinking we can move on to something. Well, I guess we can stick to Latin America. Shall we talk about Ellie and Victor now that we finally met Victor on screen? Yeah. So what what exactly happened is did they evacuate? Is that what happened? They evacuated and they flew him to San Andreas. What transpired there? I might have missed that. Yeah, I don't know how he suddenly showed up. I think he yeah. <laughs> managed to somehow escape or he sheltered while the hurricane happened and somehow managed to, I guess, take a ferry over because I, I think San Andreas and Providencia, I guess they're all islands. So the only way to get to each island is through a ferry. So I'm guessing he must have caught a ferry over. I don't know. Maybe TLC hooked him up. I don't know. But what do you think of that scene where, you know, after she shopped for the clothes and then they got back to the the backpacker's lodge or whatever. And then while she was talking to the film crew, she got that message from Victor that he's at the airport. Do you think that was rehearsed or was that like a pure coincidence that he suddenly appeared? The timing of that was sketch. I, I know what you mean. That I felt that too. I was like, man, the, the timing of that is super sketch, but uh, I really don't know. It did feel like too good to be true. Right. Just the timing of that. Right. Yeah. I'm glad that he's okay, though. I'm really glad yeah, that he's okay. Of course. But that was just so convenient. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That might have been like great live TV. Yeah. yeah it's, it's TLC doing what TLC does. Right. I think he was safe all along. They secured him a spot. It's fabricated, fabricated, man. It has to, like, it has to be. They knew yeah. the safe the entire time, is what I think. And maybe they didn't tell Ellie because I think Ellie was genuinely freaking out. Yeah. But then you know, there's somebody who was with Victor and was like, "All right, call, call now." They, yeah. they, it was scripted. They scripted it. Yeah. Right. Okay. Ellie just got back. Now is the time to text her. Now is the time to call her. Whatever. Right. Like that's what it felt like to me. I was like, "Come on, man. I call. I call bullshit on that." Yeah. I don't remember anything else from this scenes, but what I took note is the next episode is when she admit that there's not much that she can do, which is that exact point that I was trying to make yep. in our last recording, which is unless you have some skills dealing with natural disasters or unless you've gone through one yourself, I don't know what you can do except manual labor if you want to help clear the roads or recover belongings i just thought that it wasn't the wisest decision but i guess they could use some help but you can tell from her expression that she's she's over her head like this is out of her a realm of expertise <laughs> in a way she, she's there to provide physical companionship for victor <laughs> yeah <laughs> and sometimes that's all you need right yeah if i were going through some kind of crazy tragedy i lost a house Having somebody who loves me and somebody who cares about me, um, I could see that making a difference. 
and mm-hmm. thanking them for just being there, just being there for me. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, and yeah, can, can she do other things in the bigger, grander scheme of things? I don't really think so. But um, having them together, that's, that's probably their story to, to bring them together. Yeah. Well, I thought we can lightly touch on Jenny and submit who needs to commit. <laughs> submit needs to commit. <laughs> and what did I say? What did I tweet the other day, Lon? I asked the question, why can he get his passport? It was so simple. And boom, <laughs> we found out how easy it was to get his passport renewed. So what are we watching? Like, yeah. Taking us for a ride? Like, oh, is he genuinely not interested to kind of close the deal here? I don't understand. Yeah. To me, it almost proves that he's doing everything in his power not to be with Jenny. Mm. That's how easy it could have been. Right. And, and he, if you really cared, you'd have been like, well, let me see about getting a new passport. That's the next thing. But yeah. instead, he's like, oh, I don't have my passport. My ex's father, you know, has it. That's the end of the road for that. No, bruh, you just don't care. You don't care yeah. enough. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's what this is. He'll come up with any excuse to not like cement this relationship or whatever. And I know the passport doesn't really do much. It allows them to, to travel out and then come back in to renew the visa, but that's still not marriage. Even that he's trying to skimp out on, right? <laughs> like, yeah. You didn't even try, bro. Because if you tried and this is how easy it was, it wouldn't have been an issue, but he made it. He made it an issue. He made it one. Did you catch the part where he said, his in-law took his passport. And then when he asked for it back, they don't have it. That sounds like an even bigger excuse. He's making shit up on the fly. At this yeah, point. he is totally, <laughs> dude. He's just trying to get out of this situation. And yeah. He knows he's probably stuck with Jenny and he's like, well, I gotta, gotta deflect as much as I can. Gotta stall, stall her and buy me some time. Maybe yeah. wait, wait till COVID gets her or something, which is bad, obviously. I don't wish that on her. But like, I mean, I'm just like Yulon. I'm not interested in their storyline. Yeah, neither am I. And at this point, too, it doesn't seem like he wants to be with her. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe maybe they're waiting for that. Maybe they're trying to film another big blow up where she yells at him for stringing her along. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's... Maybe this time she'll throw a table instead of a chair. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. From one fake couple, allegedly fake, I guess, in, you know, Jenny and Summit, to I think is the most genuine couple in Armando and Kenny. Jeez. The, The waterworks in this scene. Oh, my God. Yes. It, it just kept escalating. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, let, let me recap for all our listeners. First is when the dad hugged Armando and started stroking his the back of his head. And, you know, just kind of that what a dad would do when he misses his son or his child and just hugging him and just caressing his skin and all that. Right. That got to me. So that was the first and Ar- Armando's reaction to that, too. right? Because Armando, Armando was crying right. already. Yeah, he already lost it, and how much that meant to him 
that's yeah definitely yeah. that was like okay don't cry don't cry I, know. I, I had to like <laughs> I had to hold it back but I was like oh man my I was already teary-eyed and then the second part was when Kenny was trying to explain to the family about how Cassie hasn't seen him and then Cassie decided to like cover her face and she broke down and I thought oh my god that was really really yeah. hard to watch right that's what got me right so I was fighting it fighting it fighting it and then when Cassie covered up and started crying that's where like I was like okay that's it I'm not I'm not gonna hold this anymore right <laughs> and then and the then mom, and then the <laughs> mom cried and yeah. I was like god damn it <laughs> And that was it. That was just like, okay, fuck it. I'm Let reaching me grab for my this Kleenex. Kleenex. Yeah. <laughs> Team Kleenex. Yeah. <laughs> it was over. It was, it was it was a sprinkler fest. That that was like oh, totally. okay. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah. A very powerful scene on both sides, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, th- those scenes were brought to you by Kleenex. It's what you need when you watch Armando and Ken from 90 Day Fiancé the other way. (laughs) The not so uh, teary part, Mm -hmm. right? Armando. Well, I don't want to frame it as if it's Armando's fault because I'm actually team Armando on this one. Kenny's and I'm not and Kenny has every right to be disappointed. But let me frame it this way. Kenny's. Oh, sorry. Go. I was going to ask you, I think I know what you're going to say, Lon, and I'm sorry to interrupt, but I was going to ask you, and let me look at my notes here, would you put off the announcement, or do you announce it there and then during that family gathering? Is that what you're about to say? Exactly. Okay, great. I'm glad I asked the question, because then you can start with your... Exactly. Yeah, so... um... Obviously, Kenny has a right to be disappointed that it wasn't brought up because that was the reason for the trip anyway. Mm -hmm. And I think, too, Kenny deserves some validation, right? Mm -hmm. Kenny wants that validation. Kenny, you know, wants to be accepted by the family as him being in Armando's life and him being a a part of the family officially, like official official. I'm not blaming either of them. Kenny has a right to be disappointed. But... (laughs) There's a time and a place for everything. And dinner is going so well. Emotions are high. Everyone's crying. And they're, mm-hmm. they're happy tears. They're good tears. Mm-hmm. Of course, right? Something that's, that, that could trigger conflict or something that could maybe have people stop with the happy feels to ruin that moment. So that's kind of difficult. So I, I think there's a time and a place uh, for everything. And Armando's is waiting for that right time. And this wasn't the right time. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And I think too, when Kenny said, well, maybe we should help him clean up. That to me felt like Kenny offering him that appropriate time. Like we're going to let this moment cool off. Yeah. We're going to maybe clean some stuff up. And then maybe while we're cleaning things, that's how I read it, mm-hmm. you know, Hey, dad, I need to tell you something. You know what I mean? I need to talk to you about something. So I saw that as Kenny offering, giving Armando this window of opportunity to bring it up maybe while they're cleaning and stuff like that. I I understand them both. It's a tough situation to be in. So Kenny, obviously my heart goes out to you. But also I understand that there's a special moment going on right now and emotions are high. And this isn't the right time to just possibly, potentially bring the mood 
down. And I hate to say it like that because I think it should be a joyous occasion. Everybody wants their announcement to say, we're getting married to be a very joyous occasion. But unfortunately, in this particular situation, there's potential for it to not be and for it to blow up. And I can understand that Armando may not want to kind of ruin the moment. Yeah, I'm with you there. I totally understand why Armando doesn't want to rush this. If I were their friend, I would say, I like to think I'm their friend, but you know, imaginary friend maybe. But <laughs> like, I would, I would definitely advise Kenny. I would tell Kenny that it requires baby steps mm. for someone like Armando's dad to kind of digest that information and to kind of accept what is happening with his son. I think it has to be baby steps. It cannot be during that moment or during that family gathering. That event was good as it is. It should stay that way. It shouldn't include a big announcement because that was the first night they came. It should just be about pleasantries. And I think it was the right move on Armando's part, to be honest. Mm -hmm. What I would have done is I would have said, hey, Pops, can you help me wash these dishes? You know what I'm saying? And on then the we're same washing night? dishes. On the same, well, we're washing dishes, right? Maybe everybody's asleep or something. We're washing dishes. And then my engagement ring is on my finger, right? And I'd be yeah. like, oh, by the way, <laughs> yeah, I, I proposed can... and I said yes, or <laughs> I can know? I can see that. Or well, actually, no, he didn't propose. Uh, Kenny didn't. Did Kenny propose? Yeah. Or was it our I thought Armando proposed. No, Kenny I'm proposed. Kenny proposed. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So I definitely wear the engagement ring while, and then have him like see it intentionally, like put it in his field of vision while we're doing dishes, right? I would do that on the second meal that they have together, not, mm. not on that night, just because it was late. You know, the dad just met Cassie. You know, he just reunited with his son and his granddaughter. He's seeing Kenny again. I wouldn't do it that night is what I'm saying. I, it's, it has to be baby steps with the dad. You know, the dad's just beginning to acknowledge Kenny's presence. You know, the fact that his dad hugged him and acknowledged, you know, both him and his daughter, that's progress. I just wouldn't push it to the limit. It's progress. And this may sound a bit manipulative on my end. But I would also want to take advantage of those endorphins of the, of that of that maybe that natural high that father is is on right now because then mm -hmm. you let things cool off you let things sizzle down and then there goes that mm -hmm. right yeah <laughs> this is the way I see it right like you know you're away from everybody I think things are still in a, in a good mood that's just coming from me right mm -hmm. again a, a, a bit manipulative on my end. For me, at least, I see a window here where things have died down a little bit, but we're still kind of on a natural high. We've reunited, you know, everyone's in this lovey-dovey kind of feel. And then, you know, maybe you just kind of take advantage of that moment. But yeah. of course, there's different ways to approach this. Right? So yeah. we'll see. We'll, we'll see. We'll how see. It goes. Yeah, I think we, we will see in the next episode, Armando pulls him aside. And this is like, I guess, the day after. And then he asked. And I think the dad gave an answer right away. And the answer is he cannot give an answer right away. So that tells you that his state of mind is that he's still in shock. And he's still trying to absorb what's happening with his family, with his son. He's still trying to 
come to grips with who his son is with. So that's why I think that Armando's was right to not announce it there and then. But I get what you mean too, Long. I, I guess I'm just putting myself in his shoes and I'm like, yeah, mm. I wouldn't do it. And, you know, I guess even from an outsider looking in, I would also tell him, yeah, probably not tonight. Yeah. Um, I trust that Armando knows the timing. He knows he's that better. So I yeah. think that's why he made the call, which I get why Kenny was frustrated because Kenny's like, come on, let's just do it. You, I've been waiting for a year now, blah, blah, blah. So I get, I get Kenny's position, but I also get that Armando knows he's that well enough to know that it should be baby steps with him. Yeah. So speaking of baby steps, or not speaking of baby steps, I think it's time to take a break. But not the kind of break that Corey and Evelyn took. Not that we're going to hook up <laughs> with a Jenny in Peru, but let's go to an ad break, Lon. Ad break. <laughs> and we're back. Hey, Nadia. What's up? Are you able to be with your partner for a few nights and not give in to the temptation to scootily poop? <laughs> Do I have to be baptized? Is that what it is? <laughs> Yo, if you go on Google and type Scoodly Poop, I bet you it's like one of the number one searches. It was trending on Twitter that night. This guy just, he just introduced a new word into the 90 Day Fiancé universe, y'all. Into the 90 Day Fiancé universe, but it's actually not as new as we think it is. It's an old school word, isn't it? Yeah. So its origins, it's in, it's already in Urban Dictionary. It's been there for a while. Wow. And its origins, I believe, came from a YouTuber who was telling a story about what his grandmother um, used to call sex. Mm. Yeah. And the term has been around, and which is probably why Stephen said it as if everyone knows what it is. Right. <laughs> it just came out like, what the heck are you talking about? But to him, it's just like, oh, does not everybody know what this word means? So <laughs> I looked it up. So I was like, oh, of course, it's an urban dictionary. But then uh, urban and dictionary pointed to the roots of it. And uh, when I you know, did some further searching, it, it goes back almost to like 2009. And then further back than that, because it was a term that the person's grandmother was using. Yeah, I figure it was an old school, like 20s, maybe 30s term when right. the word fuck or sex is not allowed. So right. it's a code word, you know, by maybe boomers or something. I don't know. But, but uh, it's so odd. Like the fact that the word poop is at the end of it. I, I know. Don't Why, get poop? It. <laughs> Why poop? Why like, poop? I don't it, get it. It sounds disgusting when you add the word poop. Like if you say scoodily without the poop, I think it's still okay but the fact that it ends with poop like why maybe they were referring to anal oh my god oh my gosh <laughs> Lon, did you just go there <laughs> I mean, we're just trying to we're, we're pg-13 lawn come on this is you know uh, and i'm someone's not an listening edit. someone and their kids are listening to us in their car and you just said you know. we're just getting into the etymology of, of certain words <laughs> right and i think it makes sense i mean it makes more sense i think that makes more sense that gives it more context i think than just a substitute for the word sex right 
All right. Anyways, we're spending enough time on Squidward I know. Poop. Let's, <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's move, move on. on to Stephen with a B and Alina. W- what is wrong with this picture here? Because I tweeted something on Sunday because I was so skeeved by his actions towards her. How he's acting like... I mean, I said sexual predator, but I, I meant sex predator who's trying to groom an underage kid. And I get it. She's not underage. But did you actually catch him saying, oh, she's older now? You know, when they first met at the airport and he did that one-on-one interview. And I thought I heard that. And that's so cringy. He's cringy all around, though. I think everything he does is is weird and awkward (laughs) yeah totally like why would you take a shower only to jump into the pool (laughs) yeah explain yourself (laughs) steven explain yourself (laughs) all right i don't like that he going back to the question right the reason i asked it was because he he makes it seem as if he doesn't have any self-control so your fiance wants to feel safe and you're telling me and this was also a point that the mom didn't like you're telling me you can't control your sexual urges enough to keep her safe that yeah. the reason you're leaving so is wrong. because you're you're just such a guy you know your your dick dictates everything that you can't keep her safe because oh we might have sex like are you that weak-willed that you just can't control yourself are you that weak? You know what I mean? So I'm yeah. just like, dude, <laughs> that's just terrible, man. Like, <laughs> I didn't even like that. You can't control it. Your sexual urges are so bad that, oh, it's, I just can't control it, guys. I can't, I can't stay a night because I might have sex with her. And she's just over here like, I can lock the door. Yeah. <laughs> I just need you to be with me because we're in a foreign country. <laughs> Right. I want to feel safe. And plus, if you're staying somewhere else, there's a chance you might start talking to other chicks. And you've already expressed wanting to date other people. Like, how can I trust you if you're not going to be spending every moment with me? I think she makes a lot of sense there. Oh, and- she does. It, yeah, she totally does. You know, if your hormones are so wild, your sexual urges are so bad that you're afraid that you, you won't be able to con- control yourself when you're with me, you're not making me feel secure that you're going to be, be totally fine in a place with other girls. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, <laughs> you're not winning that argument, bro. <laughs> I also don't like how he seems to be grooming her because of little things that he does. For example, he hugs her while he's half naked and wet. And then he tries to hug her again or, you know, tries to put his arms around her after he got out of the pool. And then that thrusting motion that he did while he was lying flat on the couch. (laughs) He's like, he's being suggestive to her. And I think that's just seems like a sex predator grooming someone. Like he's teasing her. That's what I think it is. Because remember, she's a virgin. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he's not. So that's why I'm also mad that he's trying to keep her pure. But he's not pure himself. Like, why are you insisting that she needs to get baptized when you're not a virgin yourself? Like, how come she has to 
live by certain rules and then you're not. So I think that's the confession that he has yet to make to her. Right. Now, so I, I forget if this was on the actual episode or if this was on the trailer for the next episode, but did he say he wasn't as ready as she was to get married? That was the preview to the next episode. Yeah, because I think, I don't know, maybe they were at the marriage registry or maybe at an embassy and in order to get the visa they have to get married and she said she's ready and he said well i'm not as ready as you yeah so so she knows what she wants he's still kind of unsure so that's bullshit right yeah that's bullshit i call bullshit on that either that or he came to turkey to have sex with her so yeah so that's so that's gross if he did because the whole reason you're in Turkey is to get married. So right. like, how are you saying you're not ready? ready you're going to yeah. you're going to fly out to Turkey with the goal to marry this woman. And then you're going to say, uh, I think you're more ready than I am. I'm just not as ready. OK, so why did you fly over here? Did you just want to fuck and then act like you didn't want to fuck? But then you really wanted to fuck like, what is this? What's your agenda here? I thought that's the reason you flew all the way there to start our li- our lives together isn't that what you told your mom that you're going to turkey to get married isn't that isn't that the story that's the uh that's yeah, the whole that's the whole um, point of going to turkey so yeah. long we can get into that next episode too unless you want to talk about it now but yeah that's for the next episode that's right? for the next episode but i also have some tea to spill oh let's let's go so Remember you said that you came across her profile, her social media profile, and she supposedly enrolled into BYU? Yeah. So I saw her Instagram story earlier today, and someone asked her if she's in the US, and she says she's not. What? So I wonder if she's truly not in the US, or if she's hiding the fact that she's in US, like because you claim that she's supposedly enrolled in BYU, maybe she doesn't want to reveal where she is because of non-disclosure, right? Like they're right. still showing their story, so she cannot reveal the outcome. I guess that would be a breach. The other thing that's super suspect is that there's a picture going around on Reddit of Steven on a double date with the most unlikeliest couple that I would imagine him to be double dating with. Any guess to what the other couple is, Lon? But I can give you a clue. Also in the 90 Day Fiancé universe. Uh, Julian Brandon? No. It is with Pedro and Chantel. What? Fucking random, right? So there's a picture of them Double dating, except, except the girl is not Alina. What? So either he has moved on or she has moved on or I don't know who that chick is. Could be a a cousin, a friend, but it's just assumed that because it's not Alina, then why are you double dating Pedro and Chantel? So Uh Maybe we already know the outcome of their story. Maybe she's not in the US or maybe she is, but she's not with him. I don't know. Yeah. So a lot to talk about here. It's weird because after we recorded that podcast, it got me to thinking, right? Like, isn't the other way the other way because they can't be in the US? So right. that's what it really got me to thinking was like, well, why, why does her profile say BYU? And 
it didn't cross my mind until after the fact that we we'd already recorded the episode and I was like wait it's the other way because they can't come to America so they get married overseas and I think for most couples they live overseas right yeah I don't know (laughs) yeah I don't think she made it to the U.S. maybe she pretended to maybe she's trying to like make us guess that she's in the U.S. by saying that she's enrolled in BYU, but really she's not. I don't know. Anyway, a lot of speculation. We just have to wait and see what happens with this couple. Mm-hmm. It's so strange how, you know, he's in the same picture as Chantel and Pedro. Because I don't think Chantel and Pedro lives in Salt Lake City. So, no. <laughs> I, yeah, they're not in Utah, that's for sure. But anyway, I don't know what's going on with that. Let's end it with Beanie and Ari. So, man. (laughs) (laughs) So, how do I phrase this? Let's pick a side. Oh, Whose side are you on? (laughs) Oh, man. Between what? Team what? Team team, Beanie's sisters? We team team, uh, jumping over the fire? Like team, what are we team on? Like, are we team Ari or team Benny? Oh man, I want to go with Benny. I'm gonna go with Benny too. Yeah, I just feel like Ari is poking the bear by trying to make Benny jealous because I think she, what she's trying to get out of Benny is she's trying to make him buck up as a husband, if that makes sense, because she says things like. Benny makes stupid mistakes. Like what? Going out with his friends? Is that what you consider a stupid mistake? Like yeah. not being employed? But can he help it? It's the pandemic and he's a creative. He's an artist. If no one is going to clubs to watch shows, of course he's going to be unemployed. Like what are these stupid mistakes that Benny's making? I guess maybe we'll find out later. But okay, Solan, I, I want to read to you something that someone on Reddit theorized. And I think it makes a lot of sense. So, Ari just wanted a baby and Leandro said no. They got married at 19 and they didn't want to have kids. She claims to have changed her mind at 25. He still doesn't want to have kids and then he went off to do his PhD. And while they're still married, she goes to travel the world and at 30 immediately got knocked up. And then fast forward to after she has the baby... At five months, because remember, she went back to New Jersey when she was still pregnant or something. Right. She goes back to Jersey, tells Leandro that she has a human growing in her. That's when he knew the relationship was over. Since Ariella always gets what she wants, she thinks he's going to keep her and the baby. But because he doesn't want to pursue the relationship, she goes back to Beanie and then went on to invite Leandro to visit hoping that he would sweep her and the baby back to the U.S. And then when he doesn't do that, she tells him that he missed out on having a baby and that she loves Beanie so much. Does that make sense? Yeah. So that's what somebody that's theorized. What somebody theorized. That makes total sense to me. Right? That, that makes total sense to me. Like she's being manipulative in the sense that she is trying to make the best of a situation, but trying to like jump from one ship to another and trying to get the best of, I guess the best of both worlds, maybe. It's more that Leandro was the main, Benny was the side, 
and she still has hopes or she still had hopes that Leandro would maybe rescue her from her situation. Right. It's looking more and more like that. Yeah. So there's just so many times when she was blatantly like, I think, hitting on him. Yeah. Like asking, will you miss me? Yeah. And And then she said, if you want to stay, you can change your mind. You know, and then she gives him this hug, which he's already telling her, dude, I can't breathe, you know? Yeah. It's, it's almost like, like she's sent, trying to send a message. With, she's with sending some signals. Hug. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like, and take that's me with how you. I read that. That's how I read that entire episode. By the end of their um, section, when she's all telling him, or well, when she's with Benny and she's, you know, saying, oh, I love you and stuff like this. That didn't seem genuine. That seemed like Leandro left. And she had to face up to the reality mm-hmm. of being with Benny. And uh, she just started saying that to say it because Leandro was gone already. Yeah, I also like the fact that Leandro sees right through her. And why I'm saying that is because during that conversation they had in the coffee shop, he kind of laid it out to her, right? He said, well, are you sure you're liking it here? I mean, there's not much opportunities, amenities. You know, you're from Princeton and this is Ethiopia. I mean, he was not trying to look down on Ethiopia, but trying to tell her that, hey, I know what kind of person you are. And I don't know if you can survive in this environment. It's how I read between the lines with that conversation. I think he knew that she was trying to get rescued. Like she was trying to create a situation to justify her living beanie. With her kid in tow. Yeah. And I think too, he was, um, the, the words aren't really coming to me. Not that he was leading her on, but yeah, you, 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 you just, you pretty much said it. I think you pretty much said it. And then I think when she realized that Leandro wasn't interested to rescue her, that's when she started saying things like, well, I knew intellectually we won't be together. And I'm like, girl, who are you trying to <laughs> like who are you trying to bluff here? Like we know that you're gagging for him to like rescue you. I mean, you can tell there's a tinge of regret in mm-hmm. her, you know? Yeah. With everything that she's been saying to him and how she's still making him her best friend, which I'm glad Beanie's sisters saw right through. Because yeah. I'm like, how are you this close to your ex? Right, unless you want to somehow find a way back into his life. What did he call her again? So she said, Oh, he's my best friend. And then Leandro referred to her as I for, I, I didn't I didn't know. Yeah, I, f- I forgot, but Leandro did explain that. So remember when the sisters asked the sisters Who called are you? it too. Right. Yeah, and he, right. he first started with, Well, we are best friends. And then the sister was like, Well, no, 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 wait, hold on. They're trying to call him bluff. He's not gonna introduce himself as oh, I'm Ari's ex, because that would sound awkward. Right. And then when the sisters asked him, is this appropriate in Argentina? And that's when he tried to justify it by saying, well, I don't follow any rules. I don't follow rules, right? (laughs) When someone says that, it it just goes to show that they're embarrassed by it and they're trying to justify why, or maybe they really don't care. I, I don't know. But Ari's, she has an ulterior motive. From what I can tell. Yeah. I feel sorry for Benny. 
If I were Benny, I would not feel secure in this relationship. If I were Benny, after what had just transpired with Leandro's visit, I would feel all kinds of suspicious, not insecure, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, But definitely suspicious of Ari. I wouldn't trust her anymore. Trust is out the door. Like she tried to keep it a secret the first time that they were together. That's, That's already a breach of trust, in my opinion. Right. I think it's unfair that she's being compared to Benny's ex-wife. ex-wife. Yep. Right. I think that's definitely unfair. And I think Ari should get, you know, more credit than that. But this whole Leandro trip and keeping it a secret from Benny the first time, there's just a lot to be suspicious about. And I feel sorry for Benny because if I were in his shoes, yeah, I, I already think that she's still not over him, Leandro. Yep. And if I were Benny, I would definitely think think the same yeah it's just so messy when of all people to ask to visit you know why not her mom right why not Mm -hmm. one of her girlfriends because she claims to be homesick but of all people she chose leandro to come in it's like so suspect there's an agenda there (laughs) definitely before we end this i do want to say first of all i noticed beanie threw a shade at leandro so during Bohe, that ritual where they jump over the fire, so remember they were chanting something? Bini said, yeah, just say ho, you know, ho like you. <laughs> oh, I missed that. <laughs> yeah, I, well, that's what the subtitle, uh, you know, oh. on, that's what post caption was on TV. It's like, you know, just say ho like you. And I'm like, oh. Oh, he and said that the, to who? He said that to Leandro. Oh, I, yeah, I totally missed that. I was taking taking notes on the whole ritual and the whole like, oh, this is a different take of like Christianity, you know, right, and, and yeah. jumping over the fire and all that stuff. But I'm, I totally missed that. <laughs> yeah. The other shit that happened during the Bohe is when the sisters were saying something about how Ari also doesn't follow any rules. Remember when... Leandro said, well, I don't follow any rules. Right. And then the sister said, well, yeah, so does Ari. She doesn't follow any rules. That was Wish. Was it Wish that said yeah, that? Yeah, Wish right. said that. Yeah, because Wish is fierce. Like, oh, I like yeah. her. She's so fierce. <laughs> yeah. All right, Lon. So we've come to the end of episode four of season three, 90 Day Fiance, The Other Way. What is your WTF moment? My WTF moment came when Evelyn revealed that they had gotten married in secret but that's not it it's when they did the timeline and then and then i realized that makes Corey a married man at the time he had that fling with uh what's her name jenny from jenny. peru yeah yeah so that for me was a big wtf like oh my gosh that really makes it even worse you were a married man dude like it doesn't matter if, if you guys are on a break if you were married that's not even in America, that wouldn't fly. We were on a break. Yeah, but we fucking said I do already, dude. We were married. We were still married. <laughs> and yeah. you did that? You know what I mean? So, yeah. It's the Mormon in him. <laughs> Excuses. But yeah. All right. My WTF moment. <sighs> well, I got to give it to Steven's goodly poop. I don't know what the fuck that is, but apparently Scoodily now the whole poop. the whole world knows what Scoodily Poop is. So thank you, Stephen, with the B. <laughs> <laughs> the 
Yeah. And also everything about Steven is really creepy. So he is a walking WTF in and of itself. Like the fact that he jumped into the pool so randomly. That was and, WTF, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not sure if you guys know this, but he left a wet trail during their walk. It was just <laughs> weird. <laughs> like the guy doesn't even want to dry off. He just fucking walked while in that state of wetness. So WTF, I don't think yeah. they're com- the, the longer I'm seeing them, I don't think they're compatible. Yeah, they just look like two horn dogs. Just at first, it was bang. cute, right? At first, <laughs> yeah. At first, it was first. Cute. Yeah, it was first. It was cute. Like, oh, they're an interesting couple. And then this last episode was like, this is just weird. <laughs> yeah, weird. it's creepy. It gives off predatory vibes, like even rapist vibes at times. I don't know. <laughs> Thanks for listening, WTFers. If you love the podcast, you can show your support by leaving us a five-star review on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also donate to our Patreon at WTF Extra. It is appreciated and really helps us out. You can engage with us on email, Twitter, and Instagram at 90 Day Fiance WTF. We especially would like to hear what your WTF moments are each episode. We might even shout you out. You can find me on Instagram at Lon, L-A-N, underscore like, underscore L-A-W-N, or at italics, I-I-T-A-L-I-X. There is a link tree there to uh, my Facebook profile. I also live stream video games every single weekend. Oh, and listeners, if you like to support us, like Lon said, we're on Patreon, but we're also on Anchor, and you can you can go to the listener support section and I guess donate whatever you can if you like to support our podcast. Thank you. <laughs> Love you listeners. Thank you. Bye-bye. So <laughs>